of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Today we are celebrating the last Sunday of the month of Kiev. Of course, still we have another one, but the coming Sunday will be the Baramon, and the Baramon is the preparation for the feast of the Nativity. And this year we have three days of Baramon. We have it Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Why we have it three days? Because always we have to fast one day with abstinence, which is this time. We can't fast and abstain Saturday and Sundays. That's why we have a Friday. Friday will have a liturgy from 9 to 11, and then the normal liturgy on Saturday and Sunday. What I would like to share with you this morning, the work of the Holy Spirit in the four Gospels of the four Sundays during the month of Kia. Yes, we are going to celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. But again, we believe that every single event in the life of our Lord Jesus Christ, in our life, in the whole creation, is prepared and planned by the Holy Trinity. So today we'll focus on the act and the work of the Holy Spirit in the four Gospels that we have read during the month of Gad. So the first Sunday, we had Luke chapter 1, and from verse 1 to 25. And we read in verse 15, for he will be great, it's the good news of the birth of St. John the Baptist, will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. In the first week, the church is telling us sanctification is a must. Without sanctification, no one is able to see the Lord. Even St. Paul was telling us in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 14, it's a condition and it's a must. Without holiness, no one can see the Lord. Also, St. Paul is telling us in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 3 that this is the will of God. It's your sanctification. So in the first week of the month, the church is telling us the Holy Spirit is amongst us and all of us receive the power of the Holy Spirit in day one when we were baptized in the church to tell you and me that every one of us is required to lead and to live a holy, sanctified life. Otherwise, he will miss it. Here he is telling us, St. John the Baptist was filled from his mother's womb with the Holy Spirit. You too have received the gift in day one when you came to the church. The first week was about the sanctification. Second week is about the incarnation. The angel told Virgin Mary in verse 35, And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that the Holy One who is born of you will be called the Son of God. Yes, and then we say, yes, he did it for him. We believe in the creed, as we recite in the creed, that, we, that he was incarnated by the Holy Spirit and Virgin Mary. What does it mean for me personally that the Holy Spirit was the cause and he was the one who put this uh, incarnation act in the virginal womb of Virgin Mary. Again, St. Paul is telling us, it's time to know that I'm calling you that Christ may dwell in your hearts. So he is telling me and you again, are you living this life? You received it from day one as an act and as a power of sanctification. But does he dwell in your hearts by faith? As St. Paul says, what does it mean? I cannot make it for myself. But because in day one, the church put everything in my heart through the Holy Spirit, 
but through my baptism and through the chrismation. The church is telling me now, you need to live this new life. It's the life of Christ in you. St. Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 4.10 that the life of Christ may be manifested in your mortal bodies. So we are equipped with this power, sanctification, and this now, the act that Christ made well in our hearts. Then the third week, we have heard the meeting between Virgin Mary and Elizabeth. In verse 41, we read, And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, that the babe lived in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Again, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And at the very end, she was saying the, the song, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Now, there's two things happen through the Holy Spirit. First of all, there was a blessing in the place because the Holy Spirit came upon her. Second thing is, Elizabeth didn't hear any news about Virgin Mary, or he, she didn't hear physically something about it. But now the Holy Spirit is revealing to her the mystery of the Incarnation before anyone else. He's telling you and me, in the third week, the church is encouraging you, open your Bible. Listen to the Word of God. Why? He is going to reveal himself to you. St. Elizabeth was not able to read or to know anything about this event at the time. But through the Holy Spirit, it was revealed to her. Today, we have the Scriptures. Today, we have the Church Fathers who taught us how to read and understand the Scriptures. That's why and Paul was telling us in Ephesians 1.17, one of the names of the Holy Spirit is a spirit of wisdom and revelation. We hear it many times. I read the scriptures, I understand nothing. Do you miss that the author of the word who wrote this word or inspired all the writers of the Old Testament and New Testament dwells in you from day one and is ready to reveal it to you when you humble yourself. When you listen to the liturgical text that we pray in the church, you'll be able to understand properly the proper meaning of the scriptures. The first month, the first week, the church was telling us it's a time of sanctification. The Holy Spirit is here to sanctify you. Second week, the church was telling us Christ has to dwell in your heart by faith. And the third week was about the revelation. The Holy Spirit is ready to reveal the mysteries of God to each and every one of us. That's why... Moses says in Deuteronomy chapter 29 and verse 29, the revelations are for us. So he's trying to us claim the revelations from the scriptures, from the church, and again with a big warning, not from your own mind, not with your own perception to the scriptures. It's how the scriptures lived in the church, understood by the fathers, and enjoyed by the saints and every single member in the church. Lastly, today, <clears throat> Zechariah in, in verse 36 and 38, and now <clears throat> his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. It's a spirit of prophecy. But the church is teaching us in the New Testament, the prophecy means the interpre proper interpretation of the word. We are not looking for any more prophets. Why? Because the 
prophecies in the Old Testament was prophesying about the coming Messiah. Now it has been fulfilled. The Messiah has come. So when we hear the word prophecy in the New Testament, we believe, as most and all the church fathers told us, it means the uh, proper interpretation and teaching of the scripture within the church. So from now on, he's telling you, and again, you can be able to receive the proper message from the church, and you can deliver the proper message also in the church through the work of the Holy Spirit. So the fourth week is telling us from now on, the spirit of confusion which is in the world is not going to affect you anymore. Why? Because you have been granted the Holy Spirit. The four weeks of the whole month of Kiyak was telling us the Holy Spirit is mastering, is planning, is designing, is making effective in the life of the whole creation. And now it's your turn to enjoy the fullness of the power of the Holy Spirit in us and in the whole church. We pray that we are still having a few hours before the beginning of the new year. It's a time to repent through the Holy Spirit. It's time to be convicted through the Holy Spirit. It's time of conversion and newness of life through the Holy Spirit. May the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you from now and forever and ever. Amen. We exalt you, worthy.